Welcome back to the Campbell's Gambles podcast for season two, episode two. We're covering the magic millions this week on the Gold Coast, proudly sponsored by Zabble. If you haven't downloaded Dabble, download them on the Google Play Store or App Store. They're a wonderful new bookmaker. Um, they've got a community and banter group. People copy bets and follow the big fun, big multis. Good fun, isn't it, Blake? Definitely, Jason. We had a few last night on Dabble as yeah. well. So <laughs> Our Dabble account at Campbell's Gambles. Jeez. Blake, the Anyone who there. took the initiative from last weekend. Yes. Yes, you were filling up last night. A lot of green ticks mm. there. 30, some heavy topics today, I reckon. Almost a $34 winner last night. Mm, it was good. It was very, very good. Well overdue, but we'll take it. Yes. Anyway, thanks to Dabble once again for hooking us up. We're going to head to last week's review before we move on to this week. Um, we're going to go through the wave, which was the feature race last week where Wheelhouse won. You backed him, Blake. You did a misservice to the podcast. <laughs> and now you're backing okay. Wheelhouse. I did, Jason. I did. Well, look, I saw – we said on the podcast last week that, like, the, the bias might be – towards the outside you said it might not be an issue to be drawn wide and sort of coming from towards the rear of the field yeah. um and as much as we went on about it in the podcast i didn't seem to consider it when i said love tap was a good chance who usually sits up on speed ended up leading and had barrier five um and yeah come the day like there'd been six races before the wave and then i saw pretty much every race a horse running on from the back like a nutcase yeah. so i thought love tap's not going to be winning here and Wheelhouse was my second pick, so and he set up perfectly. Barrier 12 off speed, came from right at the back. Exactly what I was looking for with the pattern, so. Absolute peach, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, as soon as Love Tap went to the front, because I know uh, Benny Scarf was on it, so I'm like, this thing's cooked. <laughs> I don't know what it is, yeah. but the Gold Coast, quicksand, quicksand. Mm-hmm. Where once it gets wet, the rail is absolute quicksand. But anyway, um. So you, so you won. So, so you won. So you win. Won the January Cup, beating my selection, Mubrez. So that wasn't great viewing for myself. How'd you find that race, Blake? Um, interesting. I don't know. I didn't really see that coming from So You Win. I think. Uh, I mean, I know he's a decent horse, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it coming from him personally. But good run, good yeah. win. Yeah, it was. Well, sadly. <laughs> Ubrez, mate. Kick, kicking. It was all over the winner at the top of the straight. But anyway, things like that happen on a regular occasion when you bet with JC Campbell. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Mashani Spartan and Miss Hellfire both won last week, granting themselves entry into the two year old Magic Millions race. Any of those horses catch your eye? Well, both did. Well, like, like I said, Gold Coast, we. You got the uh, the pattern spot on, Jason. It was like that all day. And pretty much every winner on the card was extremely impressive to the eye because they just charged home from the rear. But 
like that was that was just sort of the pattern of the day really like i don't think there was one horse that was kind of on speed that won i could be wrong there might have been one but yeah it was it was uh it was good it was watching being the winner you know? rem laps gem for nathan palmer kicking <laughs> 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 rem laps oh the gem the gem that was a that was a ride and a half 900 meters of the goldie how did i not see that absolutely perfect mm. anyway do you want to head into this week definitely let's do it big week all right track conditions weather and bias from the gc track assessment weather 29 degrees and sunny rail is out 1.5 meters there is absolutely no rain forecasted for the next 48 hours track is currently a soft five by race day it should race a good four any mm -hmm. track bias expected blake um sure to be honest, for plays like it did last week, we know what will happen. But <laughs> but uh, whether it does or it doesn't, yeah, anyone's guess, I think. Fair enough. I'm expecting to be pretty fair. If anything, maybe a bit leaderish. Now the rail's coming out a little bit and it's going to be absolutely hot as hell. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it won't play like last week. Even though genuinely the last couple of carnivals – they have come to the outside rail later in the later in the whole carnival as a whole. Obviously, there's been a lot mm -hmm. of traffic on the track, but I think it'll play pretty fair. If anything, you'd almost want to be closer to the speed. So that's my expected advice for this week for the GC. Um, let's move on to the first race that we'll be covering. It will be race seven, the two-year-old Magic Millions over the 1,200 metres. Past winners of this race include Shaquiro away game and Exhilarates in 2019. Did you back any of them, Blake? Were you lucky enough to back one of the previous Magic Million winners? Exhilarates. I was a big, big fan of Exhilarates. Very exciting, exciting horse. But um, yeah, right. they're always they're always exciting races. The uh, the Magic Millions because you got the huge field and you know just horses coming from every every which way. <laughs> Honestly. No, I, I, as I was writing in the past winners, I was like, Exhilarate, she's been a good horse to me. She's mm. won me a couple of mm. one on Melbourne mm -hmm. Cup day down the Flemington Straight and two-year-old Magic yeah. Millions. I was on that day and then I backed up again when she was a three-year-old. I think she ran second or third at like $5 a place. So she's been a good horse, Exhilarate. I don't know if she's she still racing. Maybe get a foal out of her next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on that one. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, Kulin Gatta heads the market as the current Tula. 05 favorite with double uh what price are you expecting her to jump at she's been a bit easy do you reckon she'll continue drifting mm. I, I honestly i honestly have no idea i i think uh i'd expect her to probably jump around what she is now to be honest around two bucks yeah like i don't on what she's done she she shouldn't really drift and the i don't know she's she's gonna get up on speed you know, take pretty much take luck out of the equation, even from the wide gate. Um, I think she she deserves that that short short odds. I reckon. I don't I don't think odds on is is worth taking because of the just the pure size of the field. But anything over two dollars, I don't know. It's probably fair. Mm. Correct. What do you reckon? Right. You agree? I think she'll drift a little bit, just because the market's. I don't know. I think they might be a bit scared because the last couple of years there's been a couple of odds on favorites, not odds on favorites, but just short price favorites go down mm. in these Magic Millions 
races. And obviously the field size and when market percentages start to ease, I think mm. we might get 220, 240 come race day. And if we do, I'm very happy to load into her personally. I think she might. Yeah, be I'd, I'd definitely be looking to play if it gets to close to 250. Yeah. Do you want to bet with JT bet now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I think she's one of the bets of the day at the Gold Coast. Um, obviously, short price favorite, you know, but fuck uh, up. If I'm saying anything, I, I was one of the few people that I wouldn't say one of the few people, but I found her as a as a two-year-old that trialed. So I can't even say that I'm mm. uh, just jump on the bandwagon now. I've been on the bandwagon since she ever since I ever laid eyes on her. So mm. uh, I think she was my no, she was my best bet and trial file for that gym crack. And yep. obviously, I remember that. Yeah, she was three wide Walk no cover. Just the absolute perfect horse. Like let alone two-year-old, just the perfect race horse. She has brilliant gate speed. She can settle in running, absolutely switches off. And then both times so far when asked, she has absolutely sprinted off a dime. Absolute push mm. button race horse. Absolutely perfect. And I thought if yeah. anything, she would have been vulnerable first up after one trial on a wet track at 1,200 metres first up when she was pressured the entire way. They went around seven lengths faster than average to the mm. 600 metres. And she still showed that exact same acceleration when J-Mac asked her. I know she was a bit, she was all out late, don't get me wrong, but she was still eased down and she won comfortably. So if anything, yeah. she's only going to improve from the run now that she's acclimatised in Queensland with different weather, obviously. It's a bit more humid up there than here in New South Wales. If she comes in a barrier 10 here after the emergencies get scratched, unless there's a few scratchings, um, I I think odds-on's almost fair, personally. I think $1.90, $2 around that price, I reckon that's fair. So I'm happy mm. to take 210 whatever it is now. So what about you, Blake? Yeah, pretty much in the same boat. I think one to beat, clearly. Um, apart from that, got Golden Artie in the race, which, I mean, you could do worse than just spec him the way he's, the way he's gone. But, yeah, with with Colin Gatter to beat, uh, I don't know. There's not really anywhere else you can look, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just scared of some of these two-year-olds backing up after last week because we've seen it in, in past years where they come off the quick back up and they just can't produce it because obviously not as mm. mature and seasoned. So yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit hesitant with, you know, Miss Hellfire and stuff like that. I just honestly cannot see a horse beating Kulangata if she doesn't, like, not for bad luck. It just can't. It's just, it's just a weak field in my opinion. You know, mm. and they're two-year-olds, yeah. so it might just, one might pop out of anywhere. And Golden Artie probably is capable of doing that, but I just think he's going to get too far back. And I think a turn of foot's way too explosive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so I was going to say any other any other horses at odds worth mentioning for Trifecta's first fours? Um, the only other horse that I am a little bit interested in is Snickcut. Not really for this race. I just think she's a decent horse. You know, she on on debut behind Cool and Gatto, she was well back, but then her her runs since and the trial second at Warwick Farm, they've they've interested me. So I've got my eye on her, not really for this race, just because you know she's got to have to beat Cool and Gatto, which is a massive task. But yeah, in, into the future, I've got my eye on Snick Cat. Beautiful. All right, follow Snick Cat into the future for Mister Blaine. Anyway, we'll head on to the JC trial files now. I'm going to stick in the GC. So we're going to Gold Coast on Saturday. 
Tony Gollenrunner in race five, number 14, Isotope. I thought her trial on the 7th of December, please watch it, absolutely airborne, flying. She trialed top notch. Uh, funnily enough, with Isotope, she isn't the greatest trial horse. There's some horses of her ability. How do I say this? How do I put this in words? Horses of her ability generally trial better than what she does. Uh, not that she doesn't trial well, but this trial was the best trial she's ever put in. And it doesn't surprise me, now being a four-year-old mare, she's had about seven or eight months off since her unlucky second in the Group 2 Arrowfield Sprint at Randwick. Uh, before that, she was a listed winner at Rose Hill. I think this is a pretty winnable race. Definitely a target race first up with Maloney on board. Um, yeah, I just, I honestly can't see her losing. I think this is a dead set kitchen, uh, kitchen sink job. I think she should be $2, $2.50, $2.20. Like, I honestly think if she doesn't get well supported, I'd be very surprised. She started near odds on last year um, in the three-year-old Magic Millions and <laughs> she lost Ryder. So the form at the track... Mm -hmm. The form of the track doesn't look too good, but I just think she's honestly airborne and I think she's come back a much bigger and better mare. So that's my trial file this week. Race five, number 14, Isotope. Blake, your horse to follow from Hong Kong. Yes, sir. Um, it's, well, it's a bit of a tough card. I've had a, I've had a brief look for Sunday, but um, there is a, well, the headline matchup is in race 10, with uh, Lucky With You, a horse that I've spoken a little bit about on the podcast already, um, matching up with Romantic Warrior, who's a three-start undefeated runner. And obviously you've got the Perton Marrera. Uh, sorry, it's Karis Teton Marrera clashing. Um, Karis Teton's got the ride on Lucky With You because Perton's, Perton's been out for a while. So Karis Teton's taken over those, uh, those rides. But yeah, they've both won their last three starts and um, both, looking really, really promising. So it'll be a really interesting matchup. Um, the way I'm leaning is with Lucky With You just because he's got the ability to lead. Um, he's got really, really good gate speed. Um, and it's on the the rails out. I don't know in metres how far out it is, but it's a C plus three course. It's like could be 15, 20 metres out. Um, so heavily favours leaders usually. Um, and if Lucky With You can get to the lead from barrier five, which I expect he will, He'll be the one to run down and Romantic Warrior will be the one hunting him down. Um, markets will open on Sunday, so I'll make my final decision then. But the way I'm leaning is lucky with you. I expect both of them to be pretty short in the market. But, um, yeah, no, it'll be a really interesting race. So I've got my eye on that one, race 10. Loving it. Bit of race preview. We love it. All right, let's move on to the second and last race we're covering for this Saturday, Gold Coast Race 8. The three-year-old Magic Millions over the 1,400 metres. Past winners of this race include Aim in 2021, 11-11 in 2020. Um, Alligator Blood actually did win that race, but got taken away for a drug offence. So um, anyway, Boom Sarah in 2019. It's an open race uh, and it's an open marketplace with $5 the field on Dabble. Uh, Jamea is actually the $5.50 favourite on Dabble. Um, but yeah, very open race, Blake. How are you seeing this one go down? Um, Snits on Fire is going to lead from Barrier 2, which will be interesting because uh, he's proven hard to run down when he has led. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting at 26 bucks. But the two that I'm looking the most closely at 
uh, Jamea, who I absolutely love and or have fallen in love with since Tommy Berry just raved on and on about her. And then Jason was all over her and then she did what she did last prep. So um, big fan of Jamea and I think, yeah, she's probably best in the race on what she's done and on her ability. Um, I haven't watched the trials, so I'm not sure how they looked, but um, yeah, Jamea for me and then I'm Lethal. I'm Lethal. I've been a fan of for a while and I've kicked myself his last few starts not backing him, but I, I have had mine on him for a while and John O'Shea is absolutely tearing a hole in Sydney with his <laughs> with his runners. Honestly, like, it's ridiculous. So the way John O'Shea is going with I'm Lethal, I expect him to run really well as well. So those are the two main chances for mine. What about you, Jace? To be fair, John O'Shea, I feel like every single time, like every single month, it's the exact same thing. It, it, it just wins everywhere. Like, he's a great trainer. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some good trainers in Sydney, but he's up there. He's top three, top five worthy. Obviously, got Waller and, and Cummings and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, John O'Shea, he's always in the winner's list. So, um, yeah, I think Jermaine trialed well. Uh, not, not anything eye-catching, nothing to note. Obviously, if a mare, oh, I'm sure a the filly. Obviously, the filly is good as her. It's hard to really note trials um, just because you, you're not going to miss a horse like that generally. So um, I'm with King of Spider here, number three uh, for Nash Wheeler, Peter and Paul Snowden. They actually won this race last year with AIM. Uh, this is an obvious target race in my opinion. Coming off a first up effort in the Gosford Guineas listed race, came third in that race, got too far back from the, it actually drew very well, just got, just, I think, out sprinted more than anything. Um, and as we all know, Gosford is a track where you do need to be up and in. Um, and he was just wide and back. <laughs> so I think he's never run at the 1400 meters, which I find really intriguing to find out what happens this week because all of these runs at 1200 meters suggest to me that he does need 1400 meters and the 1400 meters might be his pep trip however i have seen it in the past where horses run on at 1200 meters and they just can't run out 1400 meters but i just don't it doesn't give me that feel so i think he's a huge hope here um i just think it's a really really difficult race i'm not really i'm not going to invest in it at all i will happily spectate it um interesting that you bring up snits on fire a little birdie tommy's working the house down so um he's as consistent as ever but uh yeah ryan maloney on from barrier two you can't really go wrong there so i'm with king of spider with a bit of a watch on snits on fire that's it beautiful (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah we got some we got our hundred dollar viewers competition back again for season two Who's got to face off this week, Blake? We've got Ryan O'Keefe. He was the winner of the two-year-old Magic Millions race, and he has chosen to have his $100 on number 11 Russian Conquest to win, to make it three from three. How do you feel about that, Blake? Well, if he wins, it's it's good odds, so I don't mind yeah. it. I don't mind it. Like, what are you going to – if you back Cool and Gatter at $2, you're going to have, what, 200 Yeah. That's um. That sounds a very vulnerable for the rest of the uh, season. So we have, a, we, have yeah, a, mind, we have a nineteen episode season locked in. Mm. So if, if you run two hundred dollars to your name on the leaderboard, I'm pretty sure it's got to get knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> a shout exactly out to right. Ryan O'Keefe. He's been a follow up 
um, of Camels Gamers for a long time. So good luck to you, Ryan. And with that three-year-old Magic Millions competition winner, it was Billy McCarthy. He's going to have a throw at the stumps on two horses at big odds here. Number five, far too easy, $25 each way. And that horse we just spoke about, number 19, Snits on Fire, $25 each way. So it sounds like he's heard a bit of the inside mail, Blake. Mm, sounds like it. Yep, similar strategy to the uh, to the two-year-old race as well. So if you if you get up, at least you're going to have a a lot of money to sit on for the 19-episode uh, season. You don't want to be sitting on the top with 200. <laughs> a lot of monies Billy and Ryan shall be having. Best of luck to Billy and Ryan. Thank you for participating in our competition, as well as everyone that has joined this week. I'm sure you'll get to go sometime in the season. Um, Blake, we've got our $100 competition of our own. Uh, unfortunately, last week we both... Bum, bum. Yep, spewing. If I could do it on, if I could do it on the Saturday, five minutes before the race, I'd be, I'd be well in the green. But unfortunately, that's not possible. Yes, we are a Thursday afternoon podcast. <laughs> Fortunately, anyway, um, two-year-old Magic Millions, Blake. Who have you got? Colin Gatter, hundred on the nose. Chips in. Yep. Yep. I am chips in. Colin Gatter, one hundred dollars on the nose. Three or Magic Millions, Blake. I feel like you got to spread your, um, spread your, just like spread your legs. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> won't be doing that. But yeah, uh, doing that. you got to spread your. I'll be spreading my eggs into multiple baskets. Yes, spread your ammunition. <laughs> um, I'll be having twenty-five each way, Jamea. Mm-hmm. I'll be having. 15 each way, I'm lethal. Mm-hmm. And I'll be having 10 each way, snits on fire. Oh, I reckon that was a late entry. <laughs> oh, I am lethal. Let me just write that in so I have that on me because Mr. Blake doesn't do his bloody writing in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So when they, run the, when they run the trifecta, then you'll have it in front of you so you can uh, cry over it. I won't forget it. I'll be, I'll be uh, clapping to it. So anyway, yeah. regardless. Um, <laughs> sounded bad too, actually. Um, I've got $50 <laughs> each way on King of Sparta. Peter and Paul Snowden to go back to back in the three year old Magic Millions. How good would that be? Anyway, Blake, best bets around the country. Has anything in Australia or Hong Kong um, stood out to you? Yeah, I've got, well, there's one, there's one running tomorrow. Oh, what um, a best bet. This is strange. Cranbourne yeah. race five. By the name of Honey Creeper. Oh, Honey Jamie Creeper. Jamie Carr's book to ride. Yeah, Jamie Carr's book to ride. And I am a little bit of a fan of this filly. Um, she's she's shown a bit of ability, and I didn't mind the run last time at Flemington, 1,400 metres. So up to the 16, I think um, I think this filly will appreciate it. And I think this is definitely a winnable race coming coming back from that, uh, that Flemington run. So... I've got my own Honey Creeper tomorrow. And then on Saturday, so far, the one I'm looking at the most is Decent Rain in race two at Flemington. Uh, big fan of this filly as well. Big, big fan of this filly. I've been following her most of her career. Um, and last time was on her. Josh Richards just um, unfortunately didn't find a gap in the straight from behind the leader. Give it to him. Um, was, well, it's not really his fault. I mean... He, um, he found the right spot and just the gaps didn't really open up. So, well, they did, 
but it was just too late. And um, yeah, she decent range shot through, gave it a red hot crack, but was finished. Yeah, just just behind um, ton of grit and victory bay, who she meets again. Um, and I think yeah, with with clear running, decent rain should be beating victory bay and attractable doesn't really have the form behind him yet. So um, definitely happy to take decent rain. Not even favorite in this race with clearly the best form for mine. I think she's clearly black type, um, black type quality. And although some of these might be up to it eventually, none of them have proven it yet. So I'm happy to take decent rain here. Yeah. Apologies, punters. My hard-earned dollar was on that horse last start. So it explains why I got held up and was the moral. <laughs> <laughs> so don't back it. Don't back it this weekend, Jace. <laughs> I stay off it just for you, but no, she's, terrifically in that race i was looking at that race earlier today she's a 76 rater in on 59 kilos and philadelphia storm who's a 68 rater who has 59 kilos too so technically technically there should be four kilos weight difference between both those horses but they're even so she's very well weighted uh i'm going to have a bit of a mcflurry on something at odds gold coast race three number eight Commander Bell, currently $35 and $7 a place with Dabble. You heard me, $35 and $7 a place. And there are three placings. There's 12 horses in this race. The reason why I like Commander Bell is Mr. Partelli. I hope he hasn't been listening to either of my podcasts today because I have been like giving him a bit of a, you know, a bit of uppercut. I just <laughs> think he knows what he's doing with this horse. Now he does, obviously, but this horse is an exceptional horse over the distance. Once it gets over a mile, 18, 19, 2,000 plus, it improves a mile, literally. Um, he runs a lot over the 1,200 to 1,400, and he just keeps it at 14 or keeps it at 16 for its whole bloody crap, and it's just, what are you doing, buddy? You know, it's rocketing home all the time. It's an honest horse. It actually came fourth in this exact same race last year at $61. So this is obviously a target race. They've come back. They want to come third this year. I'll take third. $7.50 a place. Bloody oath. Anyway, Craig Newitz on board. Froggy. We love Froggy here at uh, Campbell's Gambles. He's on board from Barrier 5. I reckon this horse is well over the odds, and I would not be surprised to see it in the finish. So race three, Gold Coast, number eight, Commander Bell, and also very, very, very keen on Isotope. If Isotope loses, I might not come back next week. <laughs> no podcast next week. Okay, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's You've heard it here. Yes. Hold no, him to it. There Hold him no to podcast. it, listeners. Yeah, there's no podcast next week anyway, so I won't be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Our next podcast, Blake, will be on the Thursday, the 3rd of February, um, and we'll be covering Group 1 CFO Stakes Weekend, which is on the 5th of February on Saturday, if I'm correct. Um, looking forward to that one, Blake. Uh, Sign up to our Saturday package, cginsight.com.au. You can follow our social medias at Campbell's Gambles on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, follow our podcast, Campbell's Gambles on Spotify. Other than that, Blake, thank you for joining me once again. Did you My enjoy pleasure. it? And get on Dabble. If get anyone it. hasn't got on Dabble yet, get on it because you're missing out. I'm telling you, if you were on last night, you'd have heavy pockets today. So get on there and get around it, all right? You'd be struggling to walk to Chemist Warehouse to get your rat test. You know, that's how bad. <laughs> you would. You if would. You could, if you could even get one. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck.
Anyway, Blake, I'll leave you to it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again, and we'll see you in three weeks. Ta-ta.